Attention all business owners. Are you tired of managing your finances and taxes on your own? Let the experts at 1-800-TAX-MASTERS help. Our team of experienced professionals offers a range of services to help you keep your finances in order, from personal and business tax returns to monthly accounting, quarterly, and annual tax planning, and virtual controller and CFO services. With our virtual services, you can get the support you need without ever having to leave your office. Don't let taxes and finances stress you out any longer. Visit www.1800taxmasters.com today and let us handle the numbers so you can focus on growing your business. And welcome to another live episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. She's a coach, fellow podcaster, producer. Welcome to the show, Laquita Monley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. The pleasure's all mine. So let's let's just jump right into this. All right. All right. So what, what inspired you to become a coach and speaker? It's it was actually a transition um, from ministry. For many years, I um, have been full time ministry, traveling across uh, across the states, and the Lord blessed to for me to be able to travel in Europe and Africa and different places ministering. Well, like most people. 2020 had an impact on that. It, it had a major impact on that. And so by sitting and thinking, okay, what can I do and how can, you know, pivot, pivot was the big word. Yeah. And in that pivot, um, I transitioned and partnered with the John Maxwell team, became certified through uh, John Maxwell's company. And I have been enjoying the speaking and coaching space, which for me is not really different from what I was already doing. Now I just do it outside of the four walls of the church. Okay. So you, you you mentioned the John White Maxwell team. What led you to that team? What, what about them? made you want to be like, Hey, this is where I want to, this is who I want to learn from and, and get certified from. But like most people, I wanted to, I wanted to pivot. I wanted to do something that was already in alignment with my purpose. Yes. And so I also, for me, the big thing was because I have been doing the speaking and ministering just exclusively within the church community, yeah. I wanted to know how to make that clean transition. It's not, I'm not, not ministering, I'm still doing that, but I wanted to know how to effectively take my message and craft it in a way that it would be applicable to anyone, no matter what their faith system is, or if they don't have a faith system. And John Maxwell is one of the leading um, people in that industry. Most people know him and they know that he used to be a pastor, but his principles and his leadership principles, they carry across every walk of life. And so to me, that was just the ideal choice. Okay. So how do you, how do you define transformational coaching? Uh, great question. Thanks for asking. So my definition of transformational coach is this, when I'm uh, speaking with a client or a potential client, it is my ability to connect with an individual to help them understand where they are and where they want to be and work with them to create a roadmap to get to that next best version of themselves. Awesome. Awesome. So what do, what do, what do, what do you think are keys to for someone to unlocking their full potential? 
the number one key to unlocking your full potential is you have to understand who you are. You have to understand your identity. And when I say identity, I mean who you are as an individual at your core. Understanding your core values is very important because if I don't know who I am, then how will I possibly be able to connect fully with the purpose and the plan for my life? Like the thing that I was created to do, how will I, how will I do that? I'm not saying that you won't have success prior to having that moment in your life. You will have success, but it'll be like, man, I'm always chasing. I'm always grinding. I'm always doing, looking for the next thing, the next thing, because I have this empty space in me. But when you lock in on who you are, Oh, you'll still seek after the multiple strings of income, but you'll be solid in your identity and everything that you do moving forward will be in alignment with that. You won't be tossed hither, thither and everywhere. And and that was something that I, I didn't really, I didn't have my purpose. And like a lot of people, when 2020 hit, it kind of uh, shifted what I was doing and it actually showed me what my purpose was and yes. and start and start doing podcasting because I I named this stuck in my mind because I was stuck in my head for such a long time with wanting to start the podcast then no making up all types of excuses like oh I'm a suck people don't want to hear me my voice is horrible and all these different things and it was just me being stuck making excuses not wanting to step out of my comfort zone not willing not willing to make myself uncomfortable and do something that I normally don't do. And so when I finally decided to press record and upload it and release it, it was like this big weight was lifted yeah. off me. Yeah. And and I found that, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I enjoy doing this. I, I'm I love speaking to people. I have a um I have a lot of questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's helped me grow and develop personally, being able to do my show because I get to speak to wonderful people like yourself and get to learn in the process. And, and so my, I figured, Hey, my purpose is to create content where people can learn and grow. And at the same time, I'm learning and growing. Yes. I mean, this is it. 2020, you know, I I don't want to minimize the devastation of 2020 in any way, because it was absolutely devastating globally. Yes. But at the same time, 2020 set a lot of people free from being stuck in their mind. Yeah. It set a lot of people free and it has caused a lot of people to tap into and understand for the first time who they are, what they're created to do. It gave them the courage and the time to start seeking out and doing the things that they really love because, you know, we are here in these streets adulting. And when yeah. you're adulting, you do what you have to do in order to make the bills pay. Right. Absolutely. But for the first time, people had the time necessary in their day to go back and say, you know what, on the inside of me, I really want to do that podcast. I really want to write that book. I really love cooking. And all I really want to do is have my own little spot, you know, my little mom and pop spot and serve some meals and whatever. People started doing that. And 2020 created some people that became debt free. Yeah. They became wealthy, but most importantly, they connected with who they really are and they became free in their mind. And that's a beautiful thing that that is a beautiful thing. And, and when you mention wealthy, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that they 
we're making a lot of money. Right. It, it, right. It, it means more because wealth is means so much more mm-hmm. to to different people and and there's different things. Yes, you're you're wealthy when you're healthy, and I, so it's 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 allowed me to start setting start setting myself up for for the future and it's allowed me to really find discover who i what my purpose was because i was 40 something years old didn't have a clue of what i wanted to do with my life right right didn't have a clue didn't have a purpose didn't know what i wanted and when i was able to finally start talking and 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 communicating with people and and releasing my episodes and yeah it took time for it to grow and, and everything but it was the response that I would I would get for certain people when I had certain guests on like oh I needed to hear that episode mm. or I needed that episode yeah it was those moments that really made me feel really good inside yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me worrying about getting monetized it was the fact that I was impacting people's lives that's it and so when I was able to see that part of it it changed the game for me. It's like this is what I want to do. Yeah, being able to 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 impact people to 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 show them that there's more to this than just going to work working a nine to five and and, and not living your life, not being able to do what you're what you're meant to do in this world. For sure, for sure. I mean, it one of one of um, my favorite things to say is, in in our life, we have to consistently refine and redefine our definition of success it has to grow as we grow and that is so true how we define success how we define wealth i'm sitting here having this conversation with you today 46 year old woman married 26 plus years got five kids six grandkids you ask this woman what success means what wealth means and my answer will be completely different than the 18 year old me the 25 year old me even a 35 year old me if i'm just being real it has that definition has to change and grow as we do and when you tap into your identity and you understand your purpose your top 10 definition you know your top 10 things that what success looks like or what wealth looks like money probably not even in it to be honest it's not in it like for me it's owning my time Owning my time, there's there's nothing that brings more joy to my heart than in our in our backyard. We have I've planted a garden with my grandkids. Now they don't like gardening; they like dirt because the oldest <laughs> one is six. <laughs> but having them to come out there and spend time with me doing that, and then watching them pick strawberries as they ripen, you know, just different things. Oh man, that's joy. That's wealth. It is. That's success. Oh yeah. Some of my favorite sure. moments are, are with my grandson is, is being able to spend time with my grandson and to hang out with him and, and just, just see, just enjoying the, that precious time that you have with them. Yes. And, and that's exactly what you, key is. Time is the most time. important thing because you never get that back. For sure. So, so that was one of the reasons when I dedicated myself to doing the podcast, I made sure that I invested in myself, made sure that I took courses on editing, took courses on how to audio, video, invested in equipment, because 
people were giving me something very precious, which mm-hmm. is their time, mm-hmm. and they're tuning in and get, and listening and and I felt like okay, so I need to make sure that my quality is on point. I need to make sure my audio is on point so that they can hear me clearly, make make sure the message is delivered properly, and. And like I said, this is something they, they're giving me something very precious. Yeah. And time is it. Time is critical. Yeah. We can't, we can make more money, mm-hmm. but we cannot recreate time. Yeah, we cannot go more. back in time. And what I do with my time now and how I choose to spend my time, that's at the, my top 10. Yeah. That is the premier definition of success for me that I get to control and dictate how I spend my time and to whom I give my time to. You know, and yeah. I, time is it time, because we can't get it back. We cannot get it back. Where we invest it, who we spend it with is precious. And the a younger version of myself or the version of myself that was not in tune with who I am wouldn't have said that. Yeah. It wouldn't have said that. And that's a conversation that I have often with my clients, a lot of my clients in, in, in coaching. And even when I'm invited out to speak, that's the big thing. People are more in tune now with the importance of that, with the importance of knowing their identity, pursuing their purpose. Yes, we all want to chase the bag. You want to make the you want to make the money. You want to set up generational wealth. You know, you want to train your children, your grandchildren and give them the skills necessary so they can maintain that wealth as you're accumulating it. But they know that all of that, the first thing we have to do is I need to understand who I am so that I can make sure I'm doing this thing the right way (laughs) and a way that I will consistently keep up with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so what role do you see mindset playing in personal and business growth? It's everything. It's everything. It's everything. Having the right mindset is is critical. When we don't have the right mindset, we won't be able to reach our desired results. If we don't have the right mindset, we won't even know what those desired results are. Let's just be real. Having a growth mindset, being open to change, being open to learning, being open to growing, being open to be self-aware is necessary having a closed mindset having a closed mindset will keep you broken broken yeah it, it'll definitely keep you broken broken having an open mindset a growth mindset oh that's everything for sure you can take nothing and turn it into something when you have a growth mindset because with that growth mindset you realize that there's truly never nothing nothing doesn't really exist in my space my idea is something. If all I have is an idea and a dream and I have a growth mindset, I can turn that idea. I could turn that dream into a reality. But if I have a closed mindset, that idea and that dream will lead me to a place of frustration and I won't do anything with it and then get upset when I see other people doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you help your clients develop a, a success mindset? I start off, uh, number one, with going through um, a personality evaluation with them. Through the John Maxwell team, not only was I certified to be a speaker and coach, but I also became certified in the Maxwell method of DISC. And many people use DISC in many forms. And with this DISC assessment, um, 
once my client has taken that, we have a session or two where we look at their complete uh, assessment results. Not only did it tells them about the three versions of themselves, who they truly are, who they think people see them and how people actually see them. And we work on those. It talks about their communication styles, what their natural communication style is. And it also shows the shows them what their polar opposites are. Like these are the communication styles that you can really like you get along with these people really well. It's effortless. Yeah. These communication styles, you could you would wish you just really never had to deal with them ever in life. But guess what? You do. So we work through that. And it's amazing that in that assessment, people learn so much about themselves. Like, you know, they've never realized, oh, that's why I'm like this. And that's why I'm like that. Or uh, especially if they're married, because we tend to marry our polar opposite. Yeah. That's why, you know, my husband or my wife is like this. It, it becomes really liberating and really freeing. And we begin to develop a personal development plan based on the results of that assessment. And as we work through, depending upon how long the client um, has partnered with me for, through those sessions is how we really begin to work on, all right, this is who you are. What are your core values? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? So on and so forth. Okay. So how do you stay motivated and inspired in your work? So because it's in alignment with who I am. Okay. It's already in alignment with who I am. It's what I believe God has created me to do. Having already been a speaker, a coach, if you will, as a minister, my whole job was to speak to people and to share with people. Um, and for me, ministering and speaking to people within the four walls of the church, I directly dealt with identity. This is who God is. And this is who God's word says that you are. I don't care where you are in your life right now, what you've done, what you haven't done. If you're in this room today, this is the message that God has for you. So I just transitioned that into a more intimate setting with being able to speak one-on-one -on -one or in a corporate setting, being able to speak to different teams about their identity. Because even in a corporate setting, it is very, very important that people understand who they are and the roles that they've been given to play and why it's important for the to push the vision of the company forward. So I, I stay motivated because I believe it's what God's called me to do. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it's being able to to knowing your purpose and, and knowing what you, you're you're here to do. It, it's motivation in itself. It, it's like okay, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed yeah. to have these conversations. I'm supposed to interview these people and have them share their message because there's people out there like myself that that don't know these things. Yeah, that don't know about that they can create a better life for themselves. It, it takes you switching from a fixed mindset to a, a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. But it, it it's one of the things, like you talked about 2020. I feel if you didn't take 2020 and took advantage of it mm -hmm. and started developing yourself mm -hmm. and, and growing as a person mm -hmm. during that time, especially mm -hmm. since you had all that time. Yeah. That, that, that was that's serious that's a problem 
I, I, I agree. <laughs> I 100% agree. Because <laughs> I, I know, I know I, I got furloughed from work and I was getting extra money. And what I did with that money was invested in myself. I took courses. I, I invested in equipment. But it was because I wanted to improve. I wanted mm-hmm. to be better at podcasting. I wanted to be better at interviewing people. So I had to take courses because I wasn't in this medium. This wasn't my field. Yeah. You had to invest in you. Yeah. Cause if, yeah. if I wanted, if I wanted to improve, I had to make sure that hey, let me get the, the right teachings. Let me get, let me, there's so many different courses. I took there's so many different coaches that I've, I've been learning from There's I've attracted the people that I've needed in my life. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Yes. People that I know that, that I need to help me get to the next level. I've attracted those people in my lives and now they're here helping me grow and develop my skills. Yeah. It isn't amazing how that happens. It's when we, when we, when we get that courage to bet on ourselves, when we get that courage to say, okay, this is what I want to do. Let me invest the time and the resources, whatever your resources are. Let me invest the time and the resources to be the best version of me possible. And it doesn't matter what, whether we're podcasting, writing books, doing live streams. I don't, I don't mean you could be making paper mache dolls. It don't matter if that's what you want to do and you bet on yourself and you invest in you and you begin to move in the direction of your desired result the resources that you need will come to you. And, and the crazy thing is as they come to you, yes, some of them will require a monetary investment, but oftentimes I found that the most successful people in the fields that I desire to grow in, they're all about volunteering their time with mentorship and just feeding you what you Mm -hmm. need to grow. All you have to do is show a willingness to want to get it. If yeah. you're showing that willingness to want to get it, oh, they're happy to feed you. They're happy to tap in and plug into you, you know, and drop a tool here or drop a tool there that'll help you grow. But yeah. it's all about us preparing ourselves and having an, a, a growth mindset and not that fixed mindset so yeah. that we can receive. You know, when you, when you, like I said before, when you have a fixed mindset, you'll be in those spaces. And instead of appreciating the gems that the people are giving you, you'll be offended by them. Yeah. Or you'll be too afraid. You know, you'll come up with all kinds of excuses as to why you shouldn't be in this space. You know, all oh, these people are stuck up. These people are bougie. Oh, I don't know enough to be here. Why am I sitting in here? That's and the what, whole that's time. What, and that's yeah. what, you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to sit there and absorb all that's in. One of the things they talk about is, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. Yeah. <laughs> so me, I I sit back and I and I observe and I and I and I want to learn. I'm eager to learn, and that's why it's easy for me to do what I do because I want. I'm open to 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 be. I'm coachable. I'm open to people trying to teach me stuff because I know I don't know everything. Right. Right. So then- yeah. Yeah, no, no, and that's the best way to be. Like, I played sports in high school. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, you know, let me just say this: when we were in high school, things were we bit different than what they are now. So, yes, it was. Me, it, was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was different for us. Let me say, in the generation that I came up in, yeah, I played basketball and I ran track. It did not matter how many handles the girl had. 
it didn't matter how well she was down in the paint. It didn't matter. If she wasn't coachable, you spent a lot of time on the bench until you became coachable. You spent a lot of time on the bench. You spent a lot of time running. Yeah. And you were going to do one or two things. You were either going to be coachable or you were going to leave the team. Either way, it was better for the team environment. So you had to be coachable. If you were coachable, even if your skill set wasn't as great as as the phenom, if the phenom wasn't coachable, the coach wasn't having it. No. But if you were coachable, they were ready to train you to be the best basketball player you could be. Because back then we said you got heart. If that kid got yeah. heart, right? If that kid got heart, it's coachable. You got mm-hmm. the time for him. You're going to spend the time with him. I don't Ooh. see that that principle has changed Yeah. in different aspects, aspects of life. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, you definitely. I people talk about our talent. There's people that got talent, and then there's people that just hard workers. I think I I prefer the hard workers that are are willing to grow and develop and make themselves better than the person who just has talent and just coasts on their talent all day every day, <laughs> all day every day, all yeah. day every day because. I'm not going to say that it doesn't happen, but people who have that natural talent and that natural gift and that natural ability to do whatever they're doing, sometimes it's really hard for them to get to a place of humility and to be teachable and coachable. Mm-hmm. Someone who has to work their butt off and it's a skill that they've determined that they're going to learn, they're open to whatever. Like they're open to your wisdom. They're open to your advice. They're open to your mentorship and your coaching. People who just have that natural net, it might take a little work for them to understand what humility means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. Some, some people need to be humbled and they just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I I tell um, for a while, me and my husband had an AAU basketball team here in the city. And we had some great guys and we, it got into it because our youngest love basketball had some great guys. And um, this was shortly before Kobe Bryant passed away. And all they could see was the phenom of Kobe Bryant, just the phenom of Kobe Bryant. And we would share stories like when he first came on, he was phenomenal. What a lot of people loved to hate him. And it wasn't because of his skills because he had a nasty attitude. He had to go through a few things to get humble to learn what true humility was before he became America's favorite basketball player at his time. You know, having that natural, having that natural skill set, it can hurt you if you're not coachable. You gotta be coachable. But the thing with Kobe, he had the natural ability, but he also had the drive. He He did. He was also in the gym constantly. You gotta be willing to do the work. He he put in the work. Yeah. He he (laughs) put in the work to make himself one of the greatest of all time. For sure, for and sure. So, yeah, he he's one a prime example of someone who has talent, but also had that work ethic. He work had ethic. that dog in him where he yeah. went and grinded and did. With other other players his age were out clubbing and partying, and he was in the yeah. gym for sure. Four or five sure. o'clock in the morning in the gym for sure, improving his craft for sure. And that's something that we have to do. I don't care what we what it is that you want to do in your life. Like you were saying, you took the classes during 2020. Anybody that did not, I I really 100% agree with you. If you did not take 2020 to improve yourself, 
shame on you. Shame on you, you know. And you're still sitting here in 2023 talking about, I wish I would have, could have. That was time to maximize because literally nobody could tell you you couldn't. (laughs) Literally, no one could tell you you couldn't. And even in terms of, and it's no shade, no tea with what I'm about to say, but our regular, um, our regular workers, service workers, fast food workers, you know, people that just honestly don't, they work extremely hard, but they're not making the money that they deserve for the amount of work that they do. Yeah. For the first time they were blessed with some off time and they were making more money because what the government was giving them at that time, unemployment was more than what they were getting while they were working. That was a pay increase. And you got the time you should have invested it in yourself. Mm -hmm. So that when all that was wrapped up and done, you either had a side hustle that was already, you know, working and doing when you went back to your job or you had took that side hustle and made it your dream job, like your dream thing that you wanted to do. There's a lady opened up a little cafe right by my house. She worked at a call center. Call center shut down. So sis didn't have no job. Single parent. She loved cooking. So she was cooking, making plates, selling them on Facebook. When things started to open up, I went into her spot because I knew when it closed, wasn't nothing in that spot. And me and her had the conversation and she just blew my mind with what she said. She downloaded every delivery app on her phone. And while she was, she'd make the food the night before, in between delivering groceries or Grubhubbing or, you know, Uber Eats or whatever she was doing, when people would hit her up on her Facebook in DM and want whatever meal she had prepared for the day, She'd have go by, grab that meal, deliver the meal to the people, and then deliver the groceries to the people. Sis made enough money in that in 2020 after the lockdown for running a couple of months like that to open up her own spot. And she's won an award from the Chamber of Commerce here in the city as one of the best new spots in town. That was in 2020 when everything was locked down from a single parent downloading the app. And she always wanted a restaurant and she got one. Because for the first time, she wasn't locked up in that call center all day, every day. She had the time to do what she wanted to do. We had to maximize that. Absolutely. And and I, and I feel a lot of people did maximize on that. A lot of people for did sure. take advantage because a lot of people call it the great resignation because a lot of people start decided to go the entrepreneur route and start businesses. And and some of them have been successful at what they're doing. Yeah. And and so it's it's been... A, a blessing like I, I lost a few friends and family to COVID and everything mm-hmm. but at the same time I was able to adapt and <clears throat> and and go with the time and and yeah. and and take advantage of like you said we were earning more money I was earning way more money than I did at my job and I made pretty good money so what I did again I could have easily went and spent and bought everything on that bought clothing on Amazon sneakers, you name it. But that's not what I wanted. I, right. I, I, that's not what I wanted to, like I said, improve. So I took coaching courses. I took editing courses. It, it was just me taking that time, that time and just investing that time into something that I knew was something I felt 
was very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and that's the key. That's that what you did in 2020 and what I did and millions of other people around the world, what they did, what we all did during that time to improve ourselves and to pivot and open up ourselves to entrepreneurship and other, you know, and growth opportunities. Yeah. And even some people who was like, okay, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I'm cool in my job. I just want to be able to fast track and get upward mobility. They had the time for the first time to take the courses and the classes and the certifications that they needed to qualify for that next promotion. Mm -hmm. If you didn't take the time to work on yourself in 2020 and 2021, um, I don't know what to tell you. There is no magic answer outside of you have to be willing to be introspective, be honest with yourself. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. And then develop a personal development plan. We yeah. cannot hit the mark if we do not have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. Create a plan and know that that plan, it needs to be not set in stone. Sometimes you have, may have to move a little here and move a little there differently, but it's like your GPS. If you, if you move in according to the GPS and it's a roadblock come up, it don't say scrap the trip, turn around and go home. It reroutes you and go yeah. a different way to get you where you want to go. You got to have a growth mindset and be willing to do that work and you'll get to the goals. You know, one of the things, other things I tell my clients is this, there's no such thing as failure. Well, the only failure is not trying. Right. If yeah. you don't do it, that's the only failure. And, that, and that's that's something I kept saying. I tell people all, all the time, like, people, oh, I want to start a podcast, but I'm, I'm scared. I'm like, they, they, one of the things, they're afraid to fail. And I tell them, well, you're failing already. Right. Which is just the fact that you're not taking the chance to do it because you don't know. How do you know if you're good at it or not? So right. I, had a, I had a guest on. She didn't do video because she was waiting for the time that it was going to be perfect. That she wanted to make sure it was perfect when she did video. And I said, mm, "That's." I said, "You're messing up right there already." Mm -hmm. Because how do you know if you're good at it? How how are you going to know if you're good at video? I said, "You right now. You're doing a live video show with me, so obviously you can do video." <laughs> Right. You can do right. video because you're here doing video with me right now on my show. She's like, true. That makes, yeah, it makes, yeah. makes sense. And, 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 and it was the same thing for me when, before, I, when I started with Strictly Audio and I was going to video, I had a couple on, they were branding strategists. And first question was, do you do video? No, not yet. I'm not ready. Da, da, da. Sure. You don't do video. No, no. And the third time, yes, I do video now because I understood what he was trying to get to me. Yes. I understood what he was, why he was saying, do you do this? This is he's like, yo, this is more content for you. This is more, mm -hmm. this is more fuel and stuff. This is for you to take advantage. Right. So yeah, I understand you do audio, but you're already using StreamYard. You might as well do the video as well. And right. he didn't have to say it that way, but I understood <laughs> that's what he was getting at. That's what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I like, like, dude, you're already using StreamYard. Just record the video. Like, <laughs> It's, it's recording the video anyway. You well, having to you having to strip the audio off of it. No, I wasn't even doing that. I was wow. I wasn't even doing, I was just using StreamYard and recording it and recording the audio straight onto my roadcaster. Okay. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't using video whatsoever. But I, I was like, man, it's this and, and I sat and I thought about it. I'm like, 
yeah, it don't make no sense that I'm using this program and not taking advantage of the full program. Yeah. So yeah, start using the video. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah, it is. But look at what look at how you had all of the tools right there. Yeah. You just needed somebody to give you a little poke. It's like, you sure about that? Go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I, had already like, been yeah. using it. I had already been using it so it was like made sense like yeah, it does make sense i need to use it and and since and so it went from audio to pre-recorded video to me making a switch last year to going live to going live yes yeah. and i enjoy going live i enjoy yeah. live because you get comments you get people come through uh ben who i'm actually on his uh his roku channel i air Every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, live on his uh, Roku channel, BS3 Network. Uh, Hawk TV comes on. He's a regular guy. Regular come, regular comes through, and they share story. They share their stories. They like. He says he wanted to play. He didn't make the NBA, but he found home in information and technology. That's what's up. I mean, you you can't let one thing not going right stop you. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. The NBA might have been one of the things that he desired. But his purpose and his destiny might have been in information technology. But he didn't even fail in not getting to the NBA because he tried. There's a lot of cats out there who n- never tried. Mm-hmm. They would, would they didn't put the work in for high for middle school, travel teams, high school, college. You didn't put the work in. But you just said, you know, one day I want to be in the NBA. Oh man, I ain't make it. But what did you do to get there? Did you invest? Yeah. Did you train? Did you do these things? Oh, you know, man, man, maybe my family didn't have the money, but did you get out there in the park and shoot till the street lights came on? <laughs> have somebody under that hole there? Because that's what I did. <laughs> you know, that's what a lot of people did. My family we didn't have the money to, for a personal training for me or to um for me to be on the AAU team. So I had to make sure I showed up at all the courts that had all of the right games because you know. Yeah, you know where the games are. You know, you know where they at. When you're a baller, you know where the games are. You know, you know this park has these kind of players. This park has these kind of players. So when you're a baller, you know these things. Yeah. Yeah. So you put in the work. You put in the work. Absolutely. WNBA wasn't in my future, but God had a better future for me. Now I sit and I watch the WNBA, and I'm happy about it. Go to a game or whatever. I'm happy about it. But where I am today, oh man, I'm blessed. I don't regret that not being the thing that ended up being my expected end. So, you know, it's, 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 it's your perspective. It's all in how you look at it. Changing your definitely, mindset. Definitely. definitely. Changing your mindset for sure. So what, what advice would you have for individuals who might be struggling with imposter syndrome or self-doubt? Mm, that's good. That's a real good one. I would say to that individual, continue to search out and do the work. Because what I what I found is things like self-doubt, imposter syndrome, fear of failure, fear of success, all of those things, they synergistically work together. So want to find out what the root cause of it is. What, what is causing me to suffer from imposter syndrome? What is causing me to suffer from fear of failure, fear or, or um, fear of success even? You know, what is the, what is causing the procrastination? And when you get to the root of it, then you could begin to deal with the root cause of it. 
and put in the work, whether that's hiring a coach or whether that's spending time with um, a professional, a licensed uh, professional to get the help you need. Because when you overcome that, oh man, you're unstoppable. When you, because it's something that you'll probably deal with and it won't go away. But the difference between a person who's successfully navigating life, but at one point dealt with imposter syndrome and a person who struggles <clears throat> with it is that person who's overcoming it every day, they recognize the signs and the symptoms. They can see it creeping in and they know what type of um, guardrails to keep in their life so that they don't fall to that. Whether it's guardrails that they put in place and things that they do, but they also recognize the type of people that need to be in their lives that can help them see and say, no, nah, you know what, Laquita, you my girl, but why you didn't do that again? Why you procrastinating on that? Like you told me like three, three days ago that you needed to submit this, this pitch. Why you ain't submitted the pitch? You, it's a, that's important getting the right people around you and getting the help you need to, uh, to identify it and overcome it. That would be my advice. All right. So you're a coach, you're speaking and a minister. How do you balance all this? How do you balance it all? That's another good question. So my definition of balance is giving the right things that's needed at the right time. There's no way that I am Mrs. Octopus arms. It don't work like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just not, at least not in the monthly, not in the monthly house. I'm not Mrs. Octopus arms. <laughs> I use a lot of time blocking and uh, putting things in order of importance and and working on a on a time block schedule and telling myself instead of being frustrated that I didn't get a whole task done in a certain time block I celebrate the fact that I did get done what needed to be done and I work that time block all week in self-care keeping self-care at the forefront prioritizing not only the work that I need to do but prioritizing not working the time I spend with my husband, the time I spend with my family, making that a priority. And when I make that a priority, oh, they open up the lane to help me do the other things that I need to do. So time blocking and prioritizing. Awesome. awesome. It's been wonderful having you on as a guest. This has been amazing. <laughs> I, I said, I have a great time always. Whenever I get to have a conversation with a coach or someone, I enjoy it because it, it, it helps me, especially it's especially since I and my goal is to eventually go into coaching and and speaking and all that. Yeah, so to be able to sit down and speak to coaches like yourself and and pick your brain and ask these questions, it, it's beneficial to me. And at oh, one point, I was at one point I was I thought I was being selfish because I was asking all these questions because I was enjoying my podcast so much because I was <laughs> learning so much from it. And a guest put it wonderfully. Like man, this is self love. Yes, is you it is. Wanting to improve, yeah. And the fact that you're sharing it with your audience, there's nothing selfish about it. Not at all. But you know, you always get that little thing in your brain, in your head, like you, know, you start doubting yourself. And so it, it takes moments where people have to check you and let you know, like man, dude, you're you're all you're going about this the whole wrong way. Yeah. yeah this is nothing. There's nothing selfish about what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, had to. It had to. It had. To, it had take someone to tell me this for it to really sink in, even though I kind of knew it, 
but you know, you gotta hear from somebody. You gotta else. hear it, yeah. You gotta hear from somebody else really for it to really sink in, and you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I got this now. Yeah, man, I was I was interviewing a guest last year. Her name is Dr. Tiffany Jenkins, beautiful sister out of New Jersey. She's a psychiatrist. Um, and we were talking about self-care, yeah. self-care and self-love. And and she said exactly what you just said. Whatever you do that you've defined as a part of your self-care routine, the thing that pours back into you, it's never selfish. It is never selfish. And the, she gave me an example and I love to share it. I mean, I share this quote like it's mine because it's beautiful. She was like, you know, most people have always heard that we have you can't pour from an empty cup. Sis said, I don't want to pour from the cup. I teach my people how to pour from the saucer. I just wanted to reach wow. through the screen and hug her like, bruh. Wow. That's beautiful. That's deep. That's deep. Yes. Like, that, that's a nugget. That's, that's a nugget. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> nugget for all you out there. That yeah. Need, that's something I need to let that sink in. Let that hit you and let, yeah. and let you know that. It means, yeah, why would you want to pour from an empty cup when you can you pour from the saucer? From yeah, the saucer. Actually, I mean, I'm so oh, full. Man. Right, like I am so full that I'm running over into the saucer, yeah. and what's running over in in my saucer that I'm pouring out to you can fill you up. Like, oh man, yeah, and I I keep that at the forefront of ever since she said that to me, it's like I amped up on the amount of time that I spend pouring into me. My whole schedule shifted. Mm-hmm. My whole schedule shifted. Like. I'm just, I've been teeter tottering about, I don't want to start my work day until after lunch. And then I'm thinking, eh, but you, you know, those clients, that's money. Sis said that to me. Oh, I'm solid. I'm not doing work until after lunch. Why? Because before lunch, that's my time with myself, my time with my husband and my family. And then after lunch, I'm going to grind until I knock out all of my appointments. Had Mr. Penny. And I fill me up every day. <laughs> I fill me up every day. What what is what are a couple of things you do to fill yourself up? My first thing in the morning, I'm a morning person. So mm-hmm. I get up about four or five in the morning and I have my quiet time. Um, I pray, I meditate, I might take a walk, or I because I do love to garden, I'll go out into the garden, spend that quiet time, do some, you know, little bits and pieces I need to do out in the garden. About that time, my husband will come and we have a standing morning coffee date. And we'll have that coffee date for about an hour or so. Come back to the house, look at my emails or whatever I need to do. Go through there, you know, acknowledge those or who I'm going to respond to. By that time, it's like 1231 o'clock. And then I start my day. But that's that's like non-negotiable. I'm going to have that morning meditation time, that morning prayer time, you know, with myself. Because in that time, not only am I spending time with God, but then I'm building me. I'm reading books. I'm listening to podcasts. I think a lot. So I'm writing. I'm journaling. I'm getting it out. You know, that's something I started doing now is uh, blogging and, and writing a little bit more. Because and and honestly, I didn't think of myself as a creative person whatsoever. I was I was into sports. I played baseball, played football. I was a, I was a jock. I played sports and I was a gamer and all that. So I didn't really think of myself as a, a creator or anything. And then I started podcasting, and 
these creative juices just started flowing, just started yeah. coming out. I started yeah. creating graphics. I started creating thumbnails, started this creative side of me that I didn't think I had. You know, a lot of athletes don't think they have a creative side. And I didn't either for a while, but athletes do. And I, the association, like how God just dropped it on me. It's like, you're creative. Your best athletes have a high IQ in their sports. You can read your field of play. You can understand what the defense is about to do, what the offense is about to do. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing. And you become the, the most phenomenal players have a high IQ in their sports. And when they're in interviews, they, they know how to read the room. They can read the defense. They can read the offense. It's like a chess player. And you know what steps you need to take three, four moves ahead because this is what's happening. That's what's happening. That's oh, yeah. how your brain works when you're creating I, I, stuff. I, I'm realizing I've I started playing chess while other people are playing checkers. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a big difference now. It's a yeah. Big, it's a big yeah. difference. Like, yeah, you're playing checkers. Okay, dude, now I'm... I'm no, no, yeah. Chess is a whole different move. My whole son has to be the only trash talking chess player I've ever met. You know, oh, I no, we go no, to, no. I know plenty of those. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be going, we take him to you know tournaments and stuff when he was in school. And chess tournaments is quiet. And you can hear Devontae tell his opponent, you might as well give up. I'm about to beat you in five moves. It's like, are you talking trash to this kid? <laughs> You are. <laughs> he beat him in five moves. So like <laughs> he backed it up. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't. It wasn't like he wasn't backing it up. He was backing it up. When you could back it up, hey, all all the time. Like, <laughs> but you, you're creative like that. Yeah. I mean, what it doesn't matter what sport we're in, chess, tennis, golf, basketball, football, baseball. It doesn't matter. You have to have a high IQ in the sport. Yeah. In order to be great in the sport, creatives have a high IQ and they have a vision and they can create that vision and make it become their reality in whatever medium they choose. Absolutely. Oh, man, this has been wonderful. Have I've had a blast. It's been great. Now is the time where you get the solo screen. You get to share what uh, you want people to know. Anything like wait, links, Web page, everything. <laughs> Thank you. So it is so great to be on um, the show today. I hope you guys were able to take some tools and some nuggets and be able to use them to implement in your personal growth and development. To connect with me more, please go out to my website at www.laquitamonley.com. Again, that's www.laquitamonley.com. And you can connect with me there, find more about my speaking, coaching, uh, Find out how you could become a guest on my TV show as I am a TV producer as well. Or if you're interested in becoming a guest on my podcast, Laquita's Toolbox, you can find all the information that you need about me on my website or my social media. My kids tell me I'm Googleable. So just Google Laquita Monley and all forms of social media will pop up. All right. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest. Um had a blast. This has been great. Thank you, you for having me. Done. Oh, this has been great, man. I love, I, I love podcasting. I, like, I'll it's come so out. Like, I, I, I still work my nine to five, but I it's four it's four a.m. to twelve p.m. So once I get out of work, I come home, I take a nap, and I prepare 
for my five o'clock show, and then that, then I get ready for the, for the new day. But it's, it's like you, I have a routine in the morning. I get up, I'll take a few minutes to to just reflect on my day, on how I want my day to go, and and, and then just sit down and, and just meditate. Just take time and just sit and not think of anything. Just think about how my day is going to go. And, yeah. and it usually works out. It usually works out as, as planned. <laughs> it, does. <clears throat> it does. On those rare occasions where maybe I slept late or, you know, stuff happens. Life happens. Yeah, life happens. And I didn't get my morning me time. Always show up in the rest of my day. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell, people can tell. Like those that know me, know me. Like, oh, you didn't get your coffee date with yourself today. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I struggle. It's a struggle bus today. Like, yeah. but it is. So it is. And when you study successful people, oh, they're non-negotiable in that. Yeah. Truly successful, truly wealthy people, they spend more time and more money investing in themselves and making making sure they have that personal time with themselves and with their family oh it's a priority it is it's a priority for them and so they've tapped into something that we as regular everyday people need to tap into because a lot of these successful people started out as regular everyday people people. yeah yeah so Spending so it can be done. It can it be can done. Be yeah, done. it can be done. Yes, for sure, it can be done. Just discipline yourself to do it, and you'll yeah. thank yourself later. <laughs> uh, this has been wonderful. Don't leave just yet. I'm gonna close oh. out the show, and uh, we chat a little bit off the air. But this has been wonderful. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, the pleasure's all mine. All right, so now it is time for shout out. <laughs> Big shout out to my man B. Uh, ben Sellerif the third from the BS3 network. Uh, check us out there every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central Time. <clears throat> check, uh, check out Poppy J and Wise on the BS3 network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we also have Mentality on there every Thursday, <clears throat> 2 p.m. Uh, big shout out to the Real Wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Uh, big shout out to the boss lady. Love you and appreciate you, baby. Big shout out to our <laughs> guest, Laquita Monley, for coming through. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know your boy Wise does it. Peace out. <laughs>